the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Happy New Year! It's 2021. That's an awesome introduction. I feel a lot of pressure. I am Stephanie Trussell, filling in for John Anthony, who's somewhere unplugging, recharging his battery, ready to bring you a great show next Saturday. Hopefully you tune in every Saturday, 1 to 3 here for Black and Right with John Anthony. We have about two hours to catch up, guys. I hope you save this phone number and you at some point join the conversation, 312 642 to 5,600. Well, I love to start the year off on the right foot. And what better way to do that than to have David E. Smith, executive director of the Illinois Family Institute. Um, Illinois Family Institute, in case you're not familiar, promotes marriage, family, life, and liberty in the land of Lincoln. Welcome to Black and Right, David Smith. Happy New Year, Stephanie. God bless you. Oh, you never fail to disappoint. You always have so much energy. Thank you very much for taking the time <laughs> to join us. And all I can say is, David, I know you're going to have great topics, but while we're busy focusing on shutdowns and COVIDs and vaccines, you know the left, is, uh, the left hand, so to speak, is busy. So you're going to tell us what we need to be paying attention to. Yeah, so here in Illinois, uh, a new amendment to the Illinois State Board of Education Teacher Standards has been adopted to infuse the political agenda of, drumroll, critical race theory, identity politics, black lives matter, white privilege, and of course, the 1619 project. And they're going to infuse all this into teacher training programs, all professional educational licensing, and of course, then it'll all filter down to public classrooms, right? And these standards are called the Culturally Responsive Teacher and Leading Standards. For us at IFI, we're calling it hate standards, teaching hate to our, our, um, our students to keep us divided and suspecting each other and not uniting. So when is this anyway? Take a t- I mean, are they working on this? Is this going into effect soon, this school yeah, year? Yes. So, so what's happening is, the Illinois State Board of Education has already said, we're going to do this. Now, the Joint Committee on Administrative Rules with our state lawmakers are going to meet next Friday, January 8th, and now this is made up of both House and Senate makers, and they're the only ones that can reject this at this point. And so what I want to ask your listeners to do is to go to the IllinoisFamily.org website. It's the top story on our website right now. You can click on it. Find the take action button that's in there, and then compose a mass a message saying, "Please, members of JCAR, reject this divisive new standard." And so, 
What's also important is, especially for your listeners on the city's southwest side, so it's not just the city but the suburbs as well, it's really important, it's vitally important that State Senator Bill Cunningham and State Representative Fran Hurley hear from their constituents. Now, the committee members that are Republican on on JCAR are expected to vote no, but we need two Democrats to vote no as well. If, if this is going to be rejected, we need two Democrats. So I'm calling out these two Democrats, Senator Bill Cunningham and State Representative Fran Hurley, because this area of the city and suburbs would not support this type of hate being taught. In fact, many of these areas went for Trump. So, so, so Senator Bill Cunningham and State Representative Fran Hurley need to hear from, if, you're, if those are your state senator and or, and or state rep, you need to call them next week and ask them to vote no to this new teaching standard, uh, which will teach critical race theory in our schools. See, David, it's so funny. I've been thinking about it and, and, and ha- I haven't done it. My biggest fear, I have one more kid in the school after five kids. You know, we have that yeah. exit plan. When Reagan's done, we're out of here. Wherever the taxes are going to be nicer to our money. And I've been thinking about writing the the principal, the school board, saying don't indoctrinate sixteen nineteen or this that all that stuff that you're talking about because I don't need some teacher telling my son how to be black because I've been black fifty five years I got that covered <laughs> just teach him reading writing and some you know the basics and I don't need them telling him that white people are are better off than him because they're white and right. and and they have privilege over him because because they don't so very good everybody pay attention there you know how they you boil a frog we all know that expression so we got to pay attention again while we're so worried about shutdowns and covids and vaccines the left never stops being left. Okay. Well, and, and as you know, Stephanie, the, you know, the majority of the people that go to schools or in these communities are Christian. Yeah. And the Christian worldview tells us that we treat every single person the same, not differently. Yeah. We don't say one person's better because they're black or one person's worse because they're white, right? right. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's what this, this is undermining a biblical Christian worldview. And so it's very important that all of us, all taxpayers who are funding our public schools, call or take action on that, um, you know, JCAR issue. And then again, if you're in State Representative Fran Hurley's district or State Senator Bill Cunningham's district, you need to put pressure on them. We're talking to David E. Smith of Illinois Family um, Institute. Great website. Yes. You must check that regularly, especially the Facebook page. And what else you got on the agenda here, David? Okay, number two is, you know that our state lawmakers uh, really didn't meet very often in Springfield last year because of the COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of the silver linings behind this COVID. <laughs> Some good news out of cloud. all this darkness, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So they didn't get to pass many bad things. But there are some lawmakers who want to pass a new law that would allow them to vote by Zoom. And why this is a bad idea, this is a terrible idea, they're already insulated from we the people, okay? We the people are the ones that are supposed to be telling them what we want done. But if they are allowed to do this, we would not be able to go march on Springfield to tell them not to do certain things and to do certain things. You know, every year, for example, iGold goes down to Springfield and has a huge lobby day, right, to say, protect our Second Amendment rights. Every year, the homeschoolers go down to Springfield and have a cherry pie day to say, please, leave us alone, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and if, if they're going to do this remotely, 
there is absolutely no way that we could go down and lobby our lawmakers for good government, right? Right. And, and so this should not be allowed. And so I want to ask all your listeners to call next week their state rep and state senator and tell them not to allow them to vote remotely. It's not a good idea. It's, um, it'll be abused, and it will um, circumvent and isolate we the people from the process. And to think about it, David, that's how I first physically met you. I had you as a guest before. It was down at one of the rallies in Springfield. We were defending traditional marriage, and there was an amazing opportunity to see that rotunda filled with all these people coming from all over the state. You need that. I can't imagine them just being at home hiding from their constituents. It's bad enough they're kind of removed in the first place. They they would never have to face the consequences of how they vote. So we, we have exactly. to tell them, you know, just tell them to pretend that they're Walmart cashiers and they can go there and they'll be fine because those people never stop working you know david really quick and i'm throwing a, a, a curveball here at you what isn't it legal in illinois to have your church open am, am i it, well, it is absolutely constitutional uh-huh. uh the first amendment says uh that government shall make no laws regarding the free exercise of religion and the assembling of ourselves together right. so yes it's, it's a double whammy actually so why aren't churches two? open david these big mega churches why aren't they open um, I think they're afraid. Uh, uh, fear of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my church is open. I, I knew um, that. And, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, we should be meeting together. Yes. These this but, this virus, this COVID virus, has a ninety nine percent survivability rate. Right. Okay. It's less than one percent of the people who get it, who um, and I've had it by the way, um, who get so ill that they die. Right. Now. That those people should be protected if Amen. they have those risks. Right. They should take, you know, special precautions not to be in crowds and to take those extra measures. But you don't quarantine the healthy. You quarantine the, the ones who are vulnerable. You know, David, and, these, um, these churches that aren't meeting, and I've been challenging my friends and family that go to these churches that aren't meeting, because I have a church that's meeting. I have a brand-new church. I love them very much, and we sit there. People of all ages are sitting there just worshiping the Lord. We're two or more that gather, that whole thing. But but yes. it just it just drives me crazy that if you're not upset that your church isn't open, something's wrong. But abortion clinics are open, David. Did they close at any point? <laughs> did, did the pot stores uh, close? Pot, store, pot, pot stores are open. <laughs> right. So they were. So you would die if you go to church and praise the Lord and sit next to someone. But if you go to an abortion clinic, well, we know someone always dies there. But you're safe in the line to get some pot, right? You're okay. COVID won't get you. The Rona can't <laughs> the see good, you. The good news is the Supreme Court has ruled on various cases, like, for example, in Colorado and in New York, <laughs> is that the government cannot treat churches differently than all the big box stores or the liquor store or the bowling alley, right? (laughs) You have to treat everybody the same. And that's good news. I tell you, David, well, it's always a pleasure. Let's start the year off right. You need to follow Illinois Family Institute. And for the political arm of that, Illinois Family Action, David E. Smith, you kissed that baby Owen for me. He is a doll. He's just a precious (laughs) little joy. And um, thank you very much for taking the time to say hi to us today. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. God bless you. My pleasure. Stephanie Trussell in for John Anthony on Black and Right. Be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back. I hope I'm not a disappointment. John Anthony is unplugging, recharging his batteries, soaking in the sun. I am Stephanie Trussell. So happy to be filling in for John Anthony on Black and Right. 
I got the call a couple days ago, and I've been thrilled and just preparing every since. I hope you want to join me in the conversation today. 312-642-5600. That number should be saved in your phone right under your spouses because you should always want to engage and weigh in, especially Monday through Friday. Lots of awesome shows here on, on um, AM560. I got to tell you, Dan and Amy are my new radio parents. Um, anyone that's listened to me for a while, I used to talk about Don Wade and Roma being my radio parents. Don Wade and Roma took me from a Rogers Park liberal, uninformed, uninformed Democrat voter to the crazy conservative that I am today. And I've been waiting for that slot on that station to 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 replace them with someone just as conservative. Then it hit me. Wait a minute. I have new radio parents, even though I'm older than both Dan and Amy. But I get up in the morning. The first thing I do is turn on AM 560. Let me tell you really quick. And I know you might be thinking she's sucking up, but I'm going to tell you the truth about Dan. Always nice to me, Amy, too. Both of them very genuine people whenever you run into them. But they talk about stories. When I go to Google the event, it's not even on Google yet. And some of the guests that they've had on their shows over the year, I'm sure this year will be just the same. Just amazing guests, lots of information, keeping you informed. So always keep it tuned in. Start your mornings off right, no matter how your day blows up. Listen to them, especially as you're commuting to work. Well, we have so much to catch up on. I'm very thrilled to be here live and local. Please call in 312-642-5600. Well, in, in 2016... I was a never-Trumper. In October of 2016, I decided I have to vote for this man, and so I started liking him. At, at some point in um, 2017, I started to love Donald Trump. You know, okay, I, I, I got it. I understood it. But let me tell you, since November 3rd, I love Donald J. Trump. This man has the medal, has the fortitude, has just the backbone. Remember, New York Street Fighter beat out how many professional Republicans to get the spot that he's in? And um, and what has happened? The people that have abandoned him since November 3rd, the people that have never stood by him, Romney, are, are people that are just showing their character. We know who they are, and I remember who you are, and I we, certain people need to be primary, and that's a whole nother show, a whole nother list. Follow me on Facebook. I do have a Facebook page, guys, The Stephanie Trussell Show, and um, on Twitter, I'm at Reagan Mom because I have a 16-year-old named Reagan. I am just inspired by Trump. I, I, I'm standing by him. We need to pray for our president. We want him to feel the support. We want him to know that we're that we understand that he's fighting for us. This is so much bigger than Donald J. Trump. This is about my ability, your ability and everyone else in America ability to enjoy free and fair elections because we know the fix is in in Illinois. They've been fixing the election forever. They're professional fixers. They get it done two hours. Boop. Here's our vote. They got it down to a science. These other swing states. They knew what was coming, and that's what makes me mad about the, the GOP. They knew that these people have yet to accept the, the election results from 2016, and they knew everything was at stake, everything they needed. They needed to be historical. It, it, we're going to get to T.T. To, to T. Kamala in a second, but this is an opportunity for them to make history and everything, right? So they, you knew, you know, anyone that's my age and, and, and older, any people younger than me, that you know the Democrats deal from the bottom of the deck. And I'm not going to say all Republicans are honest, but we know that's what they do. They cheat. They started changing election laws in, in Philadelphia in anticipation of this. How can you accept votes three days after election is finished? I, I'm still confused about that. How did they even pass that? So Donald J. Trump is up winning, kicking butt because conventional wisdom, we have to throw that out of the window. We're supposed to believe that campaigning hard, traveling the country, drawing thousands of people, that doesn't count anymore. You, you're afraid to leave your basement 
uh, that's Jim Crow Joe, and you have 30 people meet you in a parking lot a couple times, we're supposed to believe that that's how you win elections. So Donald J. Trump is up by a lot. They decide we're going to stop voting. There's video evidence, pulling ballots and everything out of from wherever. I don't know. You know what they do. Uh, ballots coming in, not folded, same handwriting. I mean, just, you you know. But I know a lot of you people are not paying attention. You don't want to pay attention. And I honestly believe, guys, that people on your page, on your Facebook page, they celebrate and say, oh, Joe won. But they know in their heart of hearts that man did not beat Donald J. Trump. Come on now. They, they're they happy that the cheating worked in their favor. But there's no way I'm going to believe that Donald J. Trump, who inspires people, was beat by the crypt keeper who's telling us our darkest days are ahead. What? Are you kidding me? No way. And this is what I need your help with. Seriously. I enjoy interacting with Democrats. I am wired wrong. I'd rather be in a room full of Democrats than a room full of conservatives because preaching to the choir is phenomenal. But I want to go and change hearts and with a sledgehammer. And sometimes that doesn't work. But how can I interact with Democrats that are uninformed, that refuse to accept the fact that that there's evidence, there's video evidence, there's testimonies. People have risked going to jail. They take an oath when you become a a poll watcher or you're working for the election and they've come out, testimony, um, sign affidavits, affidavits. This is what happened. This is what I witnessed. This is not one or two people in one city. This is over 100 people. And I got to confess, I don't go to every time it pops up, there's a, a hearing I, I just can't. I can't go and watch every hearing. A lot of people have that time, and that's great. And I, certain people I go to to give that I trust their character and how they cover a story, and I might pay attention. But I've, I've watched, I, and, I, and I'll turn to liberal radio, and they won't mention anything about the mom and daughter in Georgia. It's unfortunate that those two people are used, and they, you know, to me, they're going, they should go to jail. They better go to jail. So in 2020, we, we were to believe that, in order to win, all you have to do is put on a mask, go to a parking lot, talk to 30 people, and, and you're, you're just going to win. And, and, and just so many things that were at stake, our freedom, our liberties, and just everything that happened. Donald Trump, CPAC this year in February, I'm sorry, last year, I just remember feeling that all Trump has to do is keep doing what he's doing, and he's got this. He just, and we're going to win this. It was just such a great feeling, and we know COVID hit. We're going to talk about COVID in the second hour and, and all the liberties the Democrats want me to give up and you to give up just so they, the big gov can keep me safe. So I just remember that I wasn't feeling like Trump could just just coax and just, you know, coast and just be like, I don't have to do anything. Just the economy was up. People felt confident. They loved this country. It was okay to be proud of America for the first time. Eight years, we couldn't say that I'm proud of America and I love America. But we got to say that with Donald Trump. There was no way. And then once the Democrats start burning up their cities and, and, and shutting down their downtowns, you're trying to tell me that you want Joe Biden, who, who can't look you in the eye and say, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. No, because people at the end of the day, you're like me, 55, grew up in Chicago. I love Chicago. As much as I talk about what's wrong with Chicago, I love Chicago. Took my granddaughter to um, the American Girl store with my daughter and her mom. And uh, luckily we got there that just that weekend before the second round of uh, of those riots, I'm sorry, peaceful protests, mostly peaceful protests. So my granddaughter did get to see Water Tower in a couple streets of Michigan Avenue without it being boarded up. But now I, I, I wouldn't even bring 
anyone down for the first time trying to make an impression. It seems like something's wrong, the, that the bad guys, you'll see a report every so often that at night on the weekends, there's tons and tons of young people just walking the streets, doing whatever. Whereas in the daylight, when it used to be bustling and booming and a beautiful place, our architecture, we're only second to New York. And I don't even know, I'm going to say we could be just neck and neck with them. Coming down Chicago to Chicago, the, just the buildings and the history and everything, gone. Things just closed down. And it's, it's just so you're trying to tell me you didn't vote for Donald J. Trump, who assured us that we're going to restore re- re- law and order. He's, he's an adult. He's not going to say, well, you can't go to church, but you can peacefully protest. And when the media stops covering these cities that the Democrats have just gone through like termites and just just chewed them up and it's horrible. They don't go and show you what it's like in um, Minneapolis. One of my friends dropped his daughter off at college up there, and he was just having a casual conversation. He, you know how you drop your kid to college, you set up the room, and you run to Target, you run to Walmart. The grocery stores in Target where that happened downtown is still closed. The grocery store is operating in the parking lot. The building was closed, but the media doesn't cover that. And unfortunately, we had another shooting in uh, Minneapolis by the police. And, you know, that's knee-jerk reaction. Uh, and I love that lawyer, Ben Crump. He says, there will be no peace in Ohio, whatever the city is, whatever this happened, there'll be no peace in the country. And I keep thinking, what would Dr. King say to this gentleman? And he talked about peaceful protests. 312-642-5600. You need to join the conversation today. I'm going to get to some calls. I just want to say black and right is always on Facebook Live. And I didn't think about that or I wouldn't address like a traffic cone today. So please take the time, share the broadcast, tell people there's a live show every Saturday here. You can call in and interact. Maybe during the week you listen to talk radio, but you had a job where you can't call in. Now you can call in and weigh in and be part of the show. Again, I'm Stephanie Trussell. You should follow me on Facebook, even though I'm kind of in Facebook jail. I've never been in Facebook jail. Then suddenly twice in one month, they've been sanctioning me and I'm like, whatever. So the Stephanie Trussell show on Facebook, Facebook, on Twitter. I'm at Reagan Mon. Please, please, please. I'm very excited. I'm trying not to drink out of the finger bowl and embarrass John Anthony. I'm so happy that he thought of me and I'm hoping that he's resting up and he's ready to come back uh, next Saturday. So again, 312-642-5600. Stephanie Trussell in for the vacationing John Anthony. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Happy New Year. I am Stephanie Trussell, happily filling in for John Anthony here on Black and Right. The phone number is 312-642-5600. Please weigh in. I'm going to get to some calls right away. But I want to give a shout out to a listener on Facebook who said they were listening. Retired teacher from Lyle Junior High School, Mrs. Trumper. I turn into like a mushy little uh, when I'm dealing with teachers. I have such respect. My very fortunate five kids, four graduated from our tiny little high school. And my kids were very uh, fortunate to be have access to such a quality education. And even my socialist, who I debate with constantly, when he corrects my English, my dangling parlor sipples or whatever, I think I say to him, wow, you must have gone to a great school. Your parents must have made a choice to move to a suburb where your schools are quality. And so, hi, Mrs. Trumper. It's a pleasure to have you um, listening to me today. Hey, guys, you're not going to want to turn the channel at all for the, until 3 o'clock or you're going to keep it on 560 and break off the handle and just keep it here all the time but Charles Love who has a show on Sunday 11 to 1 he's going to tease us and tell us what he's talking about tomorrow so that's after the bottom of the hour break so I want to go to Jim and um, and welcome to Black and Right Jim hello hello is, is, am I on oh hi uh, yes. hello how are you 
Oh, I'm phenomenal. How's it going? Better than I deserve. You? <laughs> Good answer. Same here. So you're on the air. Uh, what, what do you want to share with us today? Well, until this year, even though I had been a political person, I've never really paid attention to a lot of different radio stations. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I was unfamiliar until this year with the black conservative movement, which I think is fantastic. Uh, you mean I've you don't know more. any black conservatives? I'm teasing. Yes, I do. Oh, there's good. two. There's two in town that are very, very <laughs> conservatives. I live in a small town in a rural area. Okay. Um, no, I do. But this year, I, 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 I finally realized just how big the movement mm-hmm. is. And really, if it wasn't for black and Hispanic movements across the nation this year, the Republican Party would have been down. That's such a good point. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen more possibility of great leadership coming from. Uh, the black community than I than than I realized, and I'm not I I, I, I don't know how that sounded. No, you but, sound. I hear what you're saying, and there's they want us to believe that even though Trump got more of the black vote, more Hispanic votes, he there's they want us to believe that Joe Biden beat him. I I, I just I have too way too much common sense to believe that, and just more and more. There's so many groups I posted a shared a a, a um, post on Facebook today. Bikers for Trumps, Black for Trumps. I mean, everybody for Trump. And there's like ten groups that are for for Joe Biden or people on the left that were kind of vocal. And and we know the truth. And I I love being a Black conservative. I you know woke up thanks to talk radio. Thank you very much for weighing in, Jim. Talk radio. If it wasn't for talk radio, I would still be an uninformed Democrat voting, uh, probably living in Rogers Park, voting for the Democrat Party. Let's go to Ronnie in Chicago. You're up next on AM five sixty on Black and Right. Hi. Yeah, hi. Good morning, Miss Stephanie. How are you? I can't or good complain. afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm Hispanic, live on the north side of Chicago. You know, I'm like most Hispanics, most minorities. I'm, you know, center, right, conservative values. That's true. Uh, I'm pulling up on Arby's right now, so sorry. Oh, oh. Arby's? You and my husband, the only two people I know to eat at Arby's. So we, really, this is, I'm trying to do a professional radio show. And he's pulling up to Arby's. Well, let's go. We, let's go to Ethel in Skokie. Ho- hello, Ethel. You're on Black and White. You're not in White Castle line or anything, right? Can we can we talk to you for a few minutes? Hi, welcome. Hello, um, my name is Ethel Jevzevar, and um, I have a master's degree in Jewish education and business administration. I'm 63 years old. Okay. Um, I have huge questions about what went down in Skokie, Illinois, in terms of voting this year. I did in-person voting, mm-hmm. but first I received. Two ballot requests in the mail. I did not know if it was legal for the state of Illinois to send those to me. Yeah, I got them too. Yeah. I, I tore up the first one, threw it in the garbage. The second one was accompanied by a letter saying that we realize you did not send your ballot request in. Here's another one. And I felt like somebody's watching me <laughs> and uh-huh. somebody is trying to pressure me. Right. And I don't like it. And I tore it up and threw it in the garbage. And I went ahead as planned, uh, went to in-person voting, voted for President Donald J. Trump and Mike Pence. And um, when I was standing uh, in the beginning uh, at this lunch table in the in-person voting place, and uh, the man said, assign the register. The register was facing down towards me. He never looked at my signature. I know. 
We need I, voter ID. Yeah, I gave yeah. him my driver's license and voter ID. He said, we don't need those. Yeah, no, no, we don't need that here. You can't go into certain government buildings unless you have that ID. They've convinced the black community that it's racist to even request that. So every time I go to fly on an airline, they must be racist, the airport is. And so I don't understand something as important as our vote. And that's what this is all about securing our vote. Thank you very much, Ethel. I just really yeah. want to go to thank you. thank you for calling Black and Right. And let's go to Ronnie. Who Ronnie? Is Ronnie there? Ronnie, Ronnie, you want to go to DC but you're unable to go to DC. Yes, yes. I wanted to go to yeah, my wife, I've got kids. Uh you know, I didn't vote in two thousand and sixteen because, you know, but now I mean I last time I went and I voted and you know, even I have to crawl and, and yeah. you know, my wife also voted. We're you know, Hispanic. And yeah. I even saw your, you went to D.C. And, uh, right, was that you where I saw you on Facebook? And yeah. the, uh, there were some yeah. folks that did acted really rude, really bad. Oh, oh it was and, crazy in and, front of the White House. Thank you, Ronnie. That music means we're coming up to a hard break. Charles Love is up next. But, yeah, Black and Black, um, the Blexit program, Back to Blue, Rally in D.C., lots of fun. But what was going on in front of the White House was scary, and I covered that on Facebook Live. Stephanie Trussell in for the vacationing John Anthony. Back right after the break. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. Stephanie Trussell in for John Anthony. Please, if you're watching on Facebook, share the live broadcast. Uh, start a watch party. Let everyone know that on weekends, if you're a junkie and you love listening to live talk radio where you can take phone calls, this is a great show you should be tuning into every Saturday, 1 to 3. And speaking of live shows here on AM560, our next caller is calling in from New York City, a host of the Charles Love Show heard here every Sunday from 11 to 1. Welcome back, Charles. Slumming a little bit, calling into Chicago after you um, dusted the the dust of this small town off your feet and, and moved to NYC. Thank you for calling in. No, no, I said a double cheeseburger, no pickles. But extra mayo. Well, and then can I get, um, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, no. hey, everybody. I thought I was supposed to be ordering at the drive-thru. Right. You should, but you have to order enough for the whole class. Well, <laughs> too funny. That's well, hilarious. Well, you know, it, feels, it feels good to be, uh, it's like coming back home. I right. Guess, is my seat still there? You know, this it's, is the Black they, and right. I was the black and the white from black and right. Exactly. Actually, no, no, that was both black and right. There's a chair that's um, been retired with your name on it. No one can sit in it because oh. you were on black and right. Well, I, in a, your show on Sunday has been on for like how long now? For people that don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, about uh, seven weeks. Oh, wow. So this is, and they said it yeah. wouldn't last. <laughs> Look at that. It's the, it's a mainstay now. Right. Yeah. You know, what do you get a gold watch? But for, for those <laughs> that like talk radio and, and they, some people don't like it, they think it's too much yelling and too much back and forth. Charles is not that political type of person. He likes to talk about culture and so many other things that, uh, that anyone can tune into a show. You don't have to be a conservative liberals and, uh, you know, nonpartisan people just to get good, good information. Tell them about the format of your show, which makes it a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's good. You know, being on the weekend is good. You know, as a talker like yourself and John and myself, we love to talk. But, you know, on the weekend, people who talk radio junkies have been listening to the news all week, so they kind of know the story. So I said, what can I do to get people to listen? That's different than everyone else. So what the show is, it's two hours. 
And each hour is an interview with someone, so it's a longer interview format, so they get the whole hour. But we talk about issues that are going on, and I like to bring up solutions and talk about what the problem is. Ideally, I would like to get people from both sides of the aisle, but being on a conservative station, it's harder to kind of, you know, I'm slowly coaxing more, you know, at least classical liberals to be on. So uh, I get people on to talk about just issues. So talk, talk to me about education, about crime, about prison, about uh, COVID or whatever the case may be. So they get a chance, you know, on, on these segments, like David's always great, but David had like eight minutes. So it's it was like, 11 minutes. It, it was 11 whole minutes. No, go ahead. Yeah, right. but you, know, be real. you were right. talking for seven of them. You were talking for seven of them. So. Okay. <laughs> I let them get a word in edgewise. But that's what's different about right. your so show. You get to say more. You get show. to talk. Yeah. Your guests are on for an entire hour. Which is yeah. great. And I, I like to say the show is about them. I'm just pitching up the topic and kind of guiding the conversation. But really, they, they come on and they get to talk about what they're doing and, you know, what they're focusing on and, and what they're, how they're trying to fix these, tackle these big issues. You know what? You have the big names on that we all know. But I like when you have people on that I've never heard of. And a lot of times we think issues just pertain to America. But you had a woman and you're going to tell me her name in a second. She she started at ch- charter schools in England. She's a black woman dealing with the same issues with, you know, that we're dealing with Black Lives Matter. Her wanting to make sure that students got educated in, in every subject, not just the, the woke social things. And I just I, I couldn't wait to look this woman up and, and follow her on, on YouTube. And I'd never heard to hear her talk about the same problems that we're having, but she's doing it with a British accent. What was her name? <laughs> yeah, her name is Catherine Burlesing. And I joked with her even because she says that she opens, it's the Michaela's Community Schools, and it's a charter school in the inner city in London. I said, see, let's take a pause there because Americans are probably so elite. We don't even realize most of the average person probably, they got the inner city in London. They don't even know that exists. They think right? we invented it. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so they got it. Uh, she was able to give a lot of education around the problems in the community from an education standpoint and how we fix them. Just like don't focus on the stuff you can't control, teach them to read, teach them math and science. And and then they'll have better opportunities instead of saying some guy out there doesn't like black people. Therefore I'm going to teach you about your feelings and I'm going to teach you about this evil white guy. And none of that's going to get you a job. Teach them what they need to know. I think, yeah, she was great. I had people say they were driving around in the car so they they didn't have to get out the car before the interview. But these people don't have iHeartRadio. What, you know, this is 2020. (laughs) No, so tomorrow caught in the car, right? You don't want to get out. That's true. Where are you going to go now? Everything's shut down. So tomorrow, who do we look forward to hearing from tomorrow? Again, one in one hour interview for each guest, so they don't have to cram everything into eleven minute segment. They get to really expand and tell you about their book or their program. So who's on? Who's up on the agenda tomorrow? Yeah, so tomorrow in the first hour at uh, eleven o'clock, I get Howard Husick. He is the executive senior fellow at Philanthropy uh, Philanthropy Roundtable. And uh, he wrote a book called Who Killed Civil Society? Mm. So we're going to talk about philanthropy and we're going to talk about, you know, should that be private or should the government be doing it and what it looks like? So how to help those people in need, but do it in an effective manner. And uh, in the second hour is Janice Dean. You all uh, know her as the senior uh, weather uh, meteorologist at Fox News. But uh, she has been an advocate of sorts for those who lost family members in nursing homes here in New York because uh, her husband lost both his parents to COVID because uh, Cuomo sent uh, mm-hmm. COVID positive people back to the nursing home. You know, the, by um, executive order, by the right, way. Right, Charles, you, they always give the, the national number to Trump, but they never give 
the New York number, you guys had a very high percentage of the deaths. They never say, well, this is because of the governor of New York. It's just so ridiculous. Well, that music, as you know, and thank you, Pete. He's been so good. He's been keeping me in, in, in line here. Tomorrow and every Sunday, 11 to 1, Charles Love is bringing you content that you won't hear anywhere else here on AM560. Thank you, Charles, for taking the time from your busy New York schedule to call in. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Hey, guys, 312-642-5600. I'm getting to these calls. David Felicity, P-Ray, don't move. Back right after this. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Happy New Year. I'm not John Anthony. He is wrestling and gave me the opportunity. Thank you very much, John, for giving me an opportunity to talk to your audience. I'm Stephanie Trussell. Follow me on Facebook at The Stephanie Trussell Show and on Twitter at at Reagan Mom. Uh, I guess it's Stephanie W. Trussell on Parlor. I still don't really know how to navigate that because I've been in Facebook jail twice and I'm trying to be good because I don't want them to block me. That's my biggest fear. Then I'll, and if they take me off all my pictures and, and all the stuff that I get to look at every day that, and reflect on from years past will be gone. Hey, I'm going to go right to calls. David in Lansing, thank you for holding and welcome to Black and Right. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, great show. And Stephanie, I've been listening to you for years, and your characteristic that, sta- that is the best characteristic, in my opinion, is that you take it right to the enemy, room full of Democrats. Oh, my gosh. That's just the... That's what we, that's what we need. I we love need it. that right now. That's we called thanks, that right that's now Thanksgiving dinner at my house. I'm, just, I'm the only one there in my extended family. But, you know, with us, we need not to be afraid and, and just, hey, why can't we talk to the other side? Why not? And, and that's what we should do because we need to wake up the zombies, you know, mm-hmm. and especially right now. I mean, we, we have people going out and protesting and it's a bunch of people agreeing with each other. Right. Okay, that's great. Uh, that's okay. But we need to wake up the zombies in order to get Trump in. He still does have a chance. And you're going to see uh, a major awakening because my, my next point is um, anyone who thinks that there is not um, voter fraud is either... <laughs> Extremely naive or in on the scam. They're just, you, you sound like Sean um, from Elmwood Park. He says in on the scam. I love when he says that. But you, actually, your, yeah, you know. actually, I listen to, you can probably tell I listen to him, but that's, yeah. that's 100% true. Because, he's, he's great. But you know what, David, do you really, have you really debated with these people? I mean, they kind of celebrated on, on Facebook, but it wasn't really spiking the football because in their heart of hearts, they know that man didn't win. They're just happy that it worked out in their favor, they think. But, hey, I'm praying for a Gideon moment. God's going to show up and show us what he can do. I'm glad Trump hasn't given up. We need to pray and hope that that man understands that we're behind him. Keep fighting. He's not out there alone. And that's what we need to make sure that we're going to show them. Hillary told uh, Sleepy Joe, do not concede no matter what you do. Well, you know what we're telling Donald J. Trump? Hey, Use everything that you can, every um, it's legal uh, outlet that you can take, and we're standing behind them. Thank you very much, David, for weighing in, and have a great Saturday. We're going to go to Felicity. In full disclosure, I'm so glad, Felicity. Welcome to Black and Right. I have a posted here where I should have been promoting my Facebook Live show with Felicity. I'm so glad you called in. And um, it's there. <laughs> it's there. I just hadn't got to it. And if people are wondering, what are you up to, Stephanie? What are you doing? I'm having fun. I'm Reagan's mom, and I've got two grandkids. But on Tuesdays, I get to go on Facebook Live. It's three brilliant ladies and myself, Felicity, um, Janice, and Michael, just amazing women. I sit there and do the Facebook Live. I feel like a guest a lot of time, Felicity, because I'm watching. Watching you ladies and just thinking, wow, how did I end up in this crowd? Thank you for calling in. 
Well, I wasn't sure if I would call in because I interrupt you enough on the show. You do do a good job. It's hard to give everybody enough time. You do a very good job. um, We are so honored. I'm so honored to be with you on the show. And I just wanted to call in and say you're doing an amazing job. I'm enjoying listening. And uh, it's a lot more stressful than what we do on Facebook. (laughs) It's a lot more hard stuff. Right, that's true. We just go on and on. And even though our show ends at uh, 8.30, sometimes we go way beyond sometimes. 8.30. And you know what? It's yeah. Facebook Live and the, the website on Facebook, the page is Black Conservative Female. And it's these four women. And we all happen to be Black Conservative Female. But our guests, we have anybody on our guests. Uh, they don't have to be Black. They don't have to be. Well, we've had conservative so far. And they don't have to be female. It's great when we have one strong guy as, on, on our guests handling all of these women. And we just have, we, we have you know big names, but a lot of time, I love like the guy we had on last week, Leo, just became a Republican, young black guy out of Miami. It's like those new Christians. He was so fired up. He was a joy to have on. Thank you very much, Felicity. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to mention it again if people want to follow us, black conservative female. Again, I'm Stephanie Trussell in Sir John Anthony here on Black and Right. I will get to the phone calls. P-Ray, don't move a muscle. Short break. And make sure if you're watching on Facebook Live, share the broadcast. Yes, I'm dressed like a traffic cone. I forgot I was going to be on Facebook Live. Back after this. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Happy New Year. I am Stephanie Trussell filling in for John Anthony. I'm going to try not to break his show. It's such a pleasure to be able to talk to you live, a local show, taking calls every Saturday. You should never miss this show. I told you if you're watching on Facebook, which is great, share the broadcast, create a a watch party. But I got a text in the break from my sister to tell me to stop rocking. I want you to listen. You don't have to critique me, but no, I know it's a nervous thing that I do. I forget that I'm on camera. Well, I I have some things we got to talk about. You know, I'm ADHD, but I want to talk about Whole Foods. I'm going to talk a little bit with Mark. The Man on the Street reporter is going to talk about the rally he and I went to on New Year's Eve. And uh, a little bit more about the, well, we got to talk about Governor Bilderbeer and all the shutdowns and what the Democrats are doing to our economy and our freedoms. But first up, I got to, I'm so happy that this person called in. I'm so happy we were talking about a caller mentioned uh, me going to D.C. So I got to go to the Blexit event. First time I'm traveling with my new protege. And um, usually there's somebody in a group that will talk the other person down from doing something crazy. But I quickly learned when we got in front of the White House and we're yelling and debating Democrats that neither one of us was that person, that we're both just crazy people. Welcome to the show, P. Ray. Hello, P. Ray. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? It's such a pleasure to talk to you. So, yes, you and I traveled to D.C. She had her daughter with her, which was great. But 27, uh, I want to say black, Hispanic conservatives from Illinois alone were flown for this phenomenal weekend, staying in a historical downtown D.C., you know, four-star hotel, all expenses paid. We went there to back the blue to support our policemen and let them know that there's so many rallies in D.C. where they're throwing frozen water bottles and body fluids at them. And we were saying, hey, look, how many many black people were there? Or just in general, it was mostly black. But what was the goal to how many? I think, was it? I'm trying to remember. What was the number? Was it 2,000, 3,000? Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, But it was a a lot um, of people 
beautiful young people. So go ahead, people. Talk about that us, us debating people in front of the White House. So we, um, hello, hey. thank you for having me. Um, but we were out there and we ran into some really crazy, bizarre people. This was like a mosh posh of like weirdness. Just it was. So and they sit out there was, every day. This is their job. They sit out and curse and swear in front of the White House as people go by. And so there was this one lady out there who was foreign, uh, West Indian, and she was the funniest. She's out there and she's like yelling and screaming, you know, Trump's a racist and, you know, cursing and just really acting up. And I said to her, are you registered to vote? Can you vote in this country? Um, I think, you know, she's like, well, I'm here to get what's owed to my people and my country. I told her your fight starts at Buckingham Palace. Not 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm. Um, So, you know, we just, it it was intense. And Um, it wasn't our goal. We simply wanted to just go see the White House. House. That's all, that's what you do. You go to D.C. We had had a great lunch and we decided, let's go to the White House. And I had been at the White House the last time uh, in February when I got to go to a women's leadership event. So I I just wanted to, I love going there. The morning when I woke up Saturday morning when I was there in February, I jogged or walked or whatever to the White House and it was accessible to everyone. So fast forward to when you and I are there in October, there's a big, ugly black gate surrounding the White House because the protesters probably, who knows what they would have done to the people's house. And so on this gate, it's it's horrible. It's just... It's just garbage and dirt. So the one woman, the, the West Indies lady was your favorite. But mine was the, the white woman who was about my age. She was sitting in garbage, oh, flicking cigarettes. She's sitting on the ground, sitting in dirt. And she's yelling and screaming at us because how dare we not be Democrats. And we're interacting with her. And I said, ma'am, you're sitting in a rat's nest. This is dirt and garbage. And, you're, and you, she has a shirt on that, that read F. Trump. And I thought, people from Iowa, people from all over the world, they scrape up their pennies. They people come to see the White Timbuk House. People right, And they want to walk by the White House. I said, so why should a little kid have to see your F. Trump T-shirt? And she's like, well, if they're old enough to read, they've heard these words before. And I just couldn't believe the stark difference from February when you could see the White House and it was there to this ugly gate filled with pictures and graffiti and just craziness on the remember? outside. Mm-hmm. You remember the little girls that we met? They oh were gosh. beautiful. The two Trump supporters, they oh. were like 9 and 11. Yes. They were two black girls from D.C. And they said, we're out here. Their dad said that that was the first time he had ever brought them mm-hmm. to the White House. Mm-hmm. And they were from D.C., so this was a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. And um, the little girl said, I'm for Trump. And I said, you're from Trump? And she said, yes, he's the best president ever. And she started going on and on about everything that this president was doing and how he cared about the people and how he wanted to bring jobs to America and give people in America money. This is a little black girl from D.C. But see, they never show you those people. They They never show you the black Trump supporters, the everyday black supporters. Well, they're afraid to come out, right? They're afraid. A lot of people are not bold like you and I in standing out there. Well, that's because we're West Side. We're ghetto, West Side. You know, we're fearless. (laughs) After you, if you grow up right the Madison bus or the Pulaski bus, you can do anything. You have seen everything in anything. those buses. Right. And so, but I thought you were, when you said those two girls, I thought you were talking about the two young girls. They were, one was Hispanic. I think they were both Hispanic. Oh, but they were, they're crazy people. We they, don't, they were so insane. And what got me is that one of them yelled at me, um, I'm married to a woman. 
And um, th- my fiance is a woman. She kept changing whether she was married or not. She was 17. Aha, Trump, I'm married to a woman. I'm thinking Trump doesn't care. She acts as if he, he hasn't cares. been president for four years. Like he came in and took away the rights to for gay people to be married or whatever. And I'm thinking, what what is your point? And you're right. Those two little girls, it was refreshing because you and I offered a different voice that day in front of the White House to say, hey, we love our country. The, you know, we love our president. And when you talk about those little girls, my five-year-old granddaughter, I babysit her, but trust me, I do not sit down and say, Sadie, this is this, that is that. But when you talk to her, my granddaughter genuinely loves Donald Trump. She went to preschool the last week of, of December and told her little co-worker, I love Donald Trump. And here's it's Christmas morning. We're opening up gifts at her house. And she says something to my daughter. She said, TT, did you vote for Joe Biden? We made gingerbread men like Donald Trump. She genuinely loves Donald Trump. And people know, um, I haven't talked about it on the show, but in front of my house, I have a four by four in the ground, professionally installed Donald Trump sign. And I have a flag that I got from um, 560s Freedom Summit and back the blue one and a Trump sign. So people ride by my house, they blow the horn. They're excited. And, And it's just so great to hear that long horn when they're supporting Trump. And and because right now I know Patricia, you haven't given up. Tell them what you call Donald Trump. My Donnie, my of Donnie. course, he's my Donnie, and we talk about my Donnie on my radio show, which is tomorrow on WVON sixteen ninety at five p.m. We're going to talk about my Donnie's path to victory. Well, you know, normally we don't promote other shows on this station, but I hear what you're saying. It's nice to have. No, I'm teasing. I didn't tell you. Don't worry about it. But what's so refreshing about uh, P. Ray is that she's young. And when I found out when I was at her birthday party, she's young enough to be my daughter. Anyway, she's young. (laughs) What's so different about her? She's from the west side of Chicago, but I'm from the better part of around Pulaski and Jackson. I'm teasing. She's from Austin. I'm from Austin. She's from Austin, Austin. a (laughs) well-respected area. And um, even though I didn't grow up in Austin, obviously I grew up going there. Beautiful homes, just an established, uh, it's almost like a city within the city. A a lot of proud professionals living in Austin, thriving and living well. And unlike me, who who left the city, Patricia still lives there. So when she's debating, the first time I heard her call into a uh, a liberal show, she shredded the host. I mean, because they couldn't use all the usual talking points with, oh, where do you live? Like she's some out of touch suburbanite. And what's so great about Patricia, she just didn't wake up and become, she's been paying attention. P. Ray, you've been you know, when they throw something at you that probably happened when you were 12, you can speak on it because you grew up in the deep blue Chicago machine. You know where the bones are bare. You know all the players. And like you said, I heard you say on on a particular show, you said, I'm not here to bash our our leaders and our elected officials because those are people that you've had in your home. You know these people. But you're here to say, hey, be informed. This is what's going on. And talk really quickly. You moved to you got out of this country in 2016. You had to flee. Are you still there, P. Ray? Oh, I guess we lost. Sorry, uh, No, I'm here. I'm here. I was on mute. Sorry. I fled to Chicago, the United States, and I moved to Dakar, Senegal, because I could not thrive in the United States when Barack Obama was president. Um, The Affordable Care Act made it so that if your employer gave you 30 hours of work, you had to get health care. So they were only given 29 and a half Mm -hmm. hours, which then comes out to be 59 hours a week with no benefits. So I said to myself, and they were demolishing the West Side very rapidly with federal funds sent from the Obama administration. So watching the neighborhood decay in real time very quickly, along with the fact that I was being overworked, made me leave the country and go to sunny Senegal. And so I went there. I had contracts. 
and I thrived. Donnie won and I came back. Very good. Her, Donnie. Well, follow me on social media and I'll tell you about her show and how you can follow her. I just love Fired Up People. Young, fired up black conservatives. I get chills. Well, I see Jim, one of my favorite callers, calling in. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Rona, the vid, the China virus, whatever you call it, and how these Democrats, these liberals just want me to give up all my freedom so big government can keep me safe. Not today. Stephanie Trussell in for John Anthony. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. Happy New Year. I am Stephanie Trussell. You guys have the best bumper music live and local every Saturday from 1 to 3, Black and Right. John Anthony will be back, recharged, ready to go next Saturday. So please tune in. Thank you, John Anthony. I had a post-it. I didn't want to forget to thank you for this opportunity. It was a great um, surprise to get a call that, uh, can you come in on Saturday? And I happen to be available. So I'm having a lot of fun. Kind of nervous, but you guys are making it really easy. And, and again, producer Pete is just on it, keeping me in line, because i got to remember, you got to hit those marks. And he's phenomenal at that. The Rona. The vid, the Chinese virus. If you were the kind of person that didn't talk politics since March, that's unavoidable because everything in life is political now because everything in life has been affected by the coronavirus. It's just that simple. I mean, everywhere you go, you cannot avoid it. Little stickers. And I'm a scrapbook mom. I love stickers. I hate stickers now because stickers tell me where to stand. Stickers tell me to wash my hands for 20 seconds. Stickers tells me, you know, to keep your don't be selfish. Keep your your neighbor safe. And, um, you know, if you have a, a, an opinion about whatever, then you must just be a selfish individual out to kill everybody. And um, a lot of the times Democrats think that Republicans or right of center people dismiss Corona. They think that we don't think Corona is real. I know Corona is real. And as Charles mentioned, or someone, whoever mentioned about the, the, the nursing homes in New York, I think talking about people losing family members and what happened in New York. And, and at the end of the day, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to get to these calls. When they keep blaming Trump for all the deaths, 300,000 as the number go up. Remember, they told us 3 million by now. But it, I get so confused. Trump is the president. Every governor runs their own state. They get to decide how they're going to roll out, how they're going to handle this and what they're doing. And, you know, the hatred is so real. Their emotions are so real when they come to the hatred and the Donald Trump derangement syndrome. Had Donald Trump come out with a giant manila envelope that had God's signature on it, said like Moses with the tablets and said, this is from God. He told me how to handle this coronavirus. How are we going to roll out? He'd be on the news, CNN, everyone else. And he's about to open the envelope and he just runs down like the Ten Commandments. This is what God told me to do. Do you think Democrats would have listened? You think they would have said, oh, Trump, I trust him. Yes, this is what he's going to wants us to do. And this is what we're going to do. It. The Democrat governors had the power all along, just like Dorothy, to click your heels three times and go home. They had the power all along. They, they think he's handling it wrong. Well, go ahead and you do you. You do your state. And, and, you, and Trump has nothing to do with it. You send sick people back to the nursing home. That's on you. And to blame Trump every time a death is a trip of oh, 300,000 tick, tick, tick. What, what about those governors that did ridiculous things that put people at harm? And David Smith, who was on and I guess there's a podcast. You guys catch it. He was on from Illinois Family and he talked about he had COVID. He and I serve on a board together. We Zoom a lot. And, and I, I had COVID. I'm a black woman, 55. And I have to confess, I, my diabetes was out of control. And I'm, I'm on it now. Trust me, I get it. I had COVID and didn't even know it. And I, I know it's serious. I know it takes a lot of people out. 
And, and I, I understand that. But I was going to places where I have to wear a mask. I was going to places where I get my temperature taken constantly. Never had those symptoms. My point is this. Take it seriously. Protect the vulnerable. Let the kids go back to school. And if you think Governor Bilderberg is going to keep you safe, that's not going to happen. You, and w- w- if this was uh, 200 and something years ago when the country started, we'd still be colonies of England. Because you would say, well, we just want to do what the queen tells us, the king tells us, and, and we, we are, we're not going to say no. We're not going to dump that tea in the harbor. Now, all of a sudden, it's, what did Ronald Reagan say? Trust but verify. But all of a sudden, whatever the government tells us is right, even though two weeks later, Dr. Fauci is going to tell us something different. But, and, and, and I get that. I get angry. What makes me angry is the, the hypocritical Democrats that tell you one thing, but they govern another way. Governor Bilderberg, half his family's in, in Florida. Amy talks about that all the time. I'm mornings here on The Answer. And, and, it, and okay, fine. De Blasio, de Blasio, he and his wife dancing on stage New Year's Eve and you know, where people would normally have the, the, the ball drop. Hypocrites. Everybody else is at home under the bed drinking um, Lysol. Remember Trump told you to drink Lysol. I'm being sarcastic. But it, it makes me sick when they're hypocritical. But what angers me even more is that when Democrat voters are not upset by the fact that they're do as I say, not as I do, leaders get to just be hypocrites. It just makes me angry. I'm telling you, this corona thing has really affected me physically. I mean, just I, I won't go into you and bore you with everything I've been going through. But when I see people riding in a car by themselves with a mask on, I would get so angry when I see people walking down a country road with just them and their dog, not in the city where there's tons of people, but just them and their dog walking down a street, a major whatever highway. And I think that dog should be walking that person because that person doesn't have enough common sense to know that you're outside. Vitamin D, the sun, fresh air. That's the best filter in the world. Who are you going to get COVID from the dog? And, you know, I would get so angry, guys. I'll get worked up. You follow me on social media and I might do a face. I can't do Facebook live, but I'll do a a little bit of a video and post it later about this whole issue and what I would have gone through physically as a result of just being so upset. And I was talking to someone about it and she said, I would get so angry, too. And I think, you know, oh, what a what a bonehead. She said, we need to just pray for those people when you see them just doing something so ridiculous. And what, what gets me is that people that quickly and freely gave up their freedoms. I was in Chicago. and We'll talk about that with Mark later. I was downtown for two hours on Saturday. I haven't been downtown Chicago in a long time. I am not exaggerating. I was down there for two hours. Guess how many people I saw without a mask outside on a 20-something degree day in the sun where God created the stars and the sky and everything, beautiful day. Guess how many people are two hours downtown now? Think about it. It's not as busy as it used to be, but it is a Saturday. I saw a total of eight people without masks. Eight. Eight people. And when I saw this one couple as I'm walking to my car and I said, thank you for not wearing a mask. I can't believe. How, of course, I didn't have on a mask because I'm outside. I said, I can't believe how many people have a mask. And they looked at me like, oh, wait, we forgot our mask. What is wrong with you people? Chicago should have no COVID. If everybody's wearing masks inside and outside, COVID it must just it doesn't exist in Chicago. Crazy. I got to get to one of my favorite callers here, Jim. Hey, Jim from South Elgin. Happy New Year. Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you very much. It's a great uh, show you're having, and it's uh, a pleasure here on the airwaves again, and hopefully we'll see, we'll be hearing more of this as, as time goes on. Anyways, um, you know, like you're saying, this whole mass thing, there's a lot of fake news, a lot of fraud, a lot of intimidation, and frankly, a lot of ignorance. Um, a lot of people are getting sick because of these. One of my friends is, uh, is uh, in the policing business, and he was having lymph gland problems, which lymphs are, you know, 
part of your uh, drainage system for infection things. And he was getting some swelling in his neck, and he thought he was having a problem. And they took all did all the scans, and he determined that the doctor f- figured out that since he was wearing his mask all the time, he was breathing in all this bacteria, and he was causing himself a problem. That's what Amy on The Morning Answer says. She said she got pneumonia from wearing a dirty mask, from wearing it. And, it, and, and Jim, you're, you're a physician. If it were, if, these, if this a little piece of fabric could protect you from a deadly, deadly virus, it would be regulations you'd have to wear in 95. So you're just telling me a, a handkerchief can protect you or just some thin little scarf or something? It's, it just doesn't make sense what they're telling us. Because you think about it, Jim, I've flown a lot to go visit my granddaughter, to go visit my son and go to D.C. So it's so dangerous. In the airlines, you have to keep it on. But you can take it off when you're eating one of their cookies because the Rona can't see you. So I'm sitting next to a total stranger, shoulder to shoulder. I don't sit that close to my husband when we're watching TV, but a total stranger is going to kill me. But when he takes off that mask to eat his cookie, uh, Rona won't see us. I mean, they're so hypocritical, it it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's ignorance. Plus, you know, there was a story of... uh some family got kicked off, I think, United oh, Airlines. Horrible. Flight. Two-year-old. So it wouldn't wear a mask. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's trying to make a two-year-old wear a mask. And, and, and if that father had done any more than what he was doing to try to get that kid to wear that mask, he would have been arrested for child abuse. But I bet you, so an American family flying can't go to Disney or to see grandma, but illegals, get they get sanctuary from everything. But it just makes, it's, it's an approach. It's just our freedoms are at risk. I, just to keep me safe, no, I say no, you're not going to do that. Thank you very much, Jim. That's right, I thank wanna, you. Th- it's always a pleasure to hear from you. Hey, Art. <laughs> From Midway, you read my mind. I have a poster with your name on it, and I'm, I'm going to show people watching right here. Because I was thinking, you always show up. I don't care if I'm on at midnight in, in, in you know, Timbuktu somewhere, and somehow you get on, and it's always a pleasure. Do you follow me on Facebook? No, I, I'm traditional. I don't even go on any of those social medias. I just found out at 2 o'clock uh, that you were on. Oh. I actually thought you were going to be on in December, but... Let me move yeah. quickly here. Uh, Tuesday, we got the uh, Senate runoff with those two senators. Oh, we have to. And yeah, we have right. high crime there. The mayor's incompetent there. Stacey Abrams' sister is yes. a judge. Yes. She's letting 4,000 votes go through, uh-huh. which are probably invalid. They're going to probably going to count those votes. That's ridiculous. It, so, it, it's unbelievable. Art, it's always a pleasure. I don't care where I am. If I don't have any calls, I can always rely on art. We have to pay attention to what's happening in Georgia. They're trying to steal the vote again. They told people just to move there and register and, and vote. We know what's going on. We're paying attention now. Hopefully those Republicans down in Georgia are, won't walk away and let them pull ballots out from under the box. I want to talk about the teachers union, the worst. Chicago's teachers union. We're going to play a clip from Ben Bradley on WGN next segment. Stephanie Trussell in for John Anthony. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Happy New Year. Welcome back. I'm Stephanie Trussell. Filling in for John Anthony, having so much fun. Thanks for keeping me company. Isn't it awesome? There's a live and local show on here on the station when you're driving around. I used to say driving around, dropping kids off at soccer and doing those things. Well, we don't get to do that anymore. Thank you, Governor Bilderbear. And it's thank you again. Phone number. This should be right under your spouse or as Democrats are trying to re, yeah, spouse is a good word because I can't use wife or husband because that identifies a gender. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I am just so done with the whole thing. I take COVID very seriously. I had COVID. I get it. I understand. But I'm just not willing to to give up all my freedoms. Now, the Chicago's teachers union is one of the worst. I love teachers. Teachers are good. Teachers unions are bad. 
Ben Bradley on our local WGN station here. Great clip. We're going to go ahead and play that about surprise, surprise. A, a Democrat left of, of center. I'm sure she is. You don't have to tell me she's a, on the board, the teachers union, and she's saying one thing and doing another. A Chicago teachers union leader is facing criticism for vacationing in the Caribbean while at the same time claiming it's unsafe for teachers to return to the classroom. Sarah Chambers is on the union's executive board as an area vice president. As recently as today, she tweeted to rally special education teachers not to return to work Monday because it's unsafe. But just a few hours earlier, Chambers posted a picture on Instagram that appears to show her poolside in Puerto Rico and talking about going to Old San Juan for seafood. Post also mentions that she previously had COVID, got a negative test result and consulted her doctor before traveling. Both Chambers and the teachers union have not responded to our request for comment. Since we reached out, though, Chambers has deleted her Instagram account. Surprise, surprise. Can you believe that? My son... Uh, I spoke at our school our school board meeting saying we need to open up our schools. Very vocal, crazy Stephanie, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure they're used to that. And um, opposed to Zooming or uh, Google Classroom, I wanted them to be in person. I went to the school board with a, uh, a mask on, a paper one that read, show me the science. So the week after we have a day to pick up your books, my son's standing outside, my last one, counting the, the day, two and a half years before I can flee Illinois if I choose to. And all of a sudden, Reagan is escorted back out. And I'm thinking, what's going on? He was supposed to go in to get his materials and come out. He comes to the car. Well, they asked me, and I told him I had a sore throat. And I'm thinking, yeah, sure. Stephanie wants to be in person. She sends a sick kid in. So I called the pediatrician's office. I said, hello, my son has a sore throat. Can I make an appointment? And these are the words that the nurse said to me. We don't see sick kids in the doctor's office. So we have doctors that don't see sick kids, teachers that don't teach. And this woman doesn't want the special ed students to, to be, to go back to learning on Monday, but she's in Puerto Rico. She's chilling. Puerto Rico's phenomenal. We went there once for our family vacation, but yeah, it's more dangerous to go and, and, and sit in the classroom and, and treat this, this and teach the same kids that you see. You do the scrubby bear method, washing your hands and you teach the kids in first grade. So that's what 2020 brought us. Teachers that don't want to teach, and doctors that don't want to see sick kids in the office. So I had a video appointment, Reagan and I, and the doctor tells me, take a picture of his throat. So I picked up my iPad because we're using the phone for the video part. And I take a picture of Reagan's throat. And this is going to shock you. He couldn't see anything. What you mean? The iPad isn't designed to have the same medical ability as your eyes that were trained in medical school. So they make us go to the, the we got to get a COVID test and a strep t- throat test. And I thought Reagan, because one of my relatives, crybaby, I love you, Marvine. She described the COVID test as horrible. So I thought Reagan was going to freak out. We pull in less than 10 minutes. They do both tests. He's negative in both. And this was way back in September or whatever. And, and it just blew me away that they've got us. I can imagine. And I'm not the only one that says it's all the people that had symptoms, but afraid to go in. They probably had beginning symptoms of something very bad, like cancer, heart disease or whatever, but you're afraid to go in or they don't want to see you when you go in. And I'm telling you guys, I need a network where I can find conservative doctors, just someplace where I've got normal people using common sense and not this feel good medicine, whatever they're doing. I had a doctor I had for years, guys. I commented about all the stickers in the elevator. I said, this is so crazy when I came in for an appointment because I told you my diabetes was out of control. Shame on me. I'm good now. And I just had a casual conversation with her about how these stickers are ruining our life. She was obviously this is the first time she and I talked politics. I could tell from her reaction that she was a liberal. 
She got so uncomfortable that she never addressed all the things that I had come in there for. And I'm telling her, well, what about this? And she dismissed it. What about that? Dismissed it. I had the courage. And I said, you know what? Even though I've been going to her for years, I'm going to go to another doctor. Luckily, and my husband encouraged me, found another doctor. She's a liberal, too. But at least she was able to focus because I wore my Trump mask when I went to see her. But she was still able to focus and save my life because what I had gone in to talk to the other woman about, she couldn't even deal with it. You could just see how nervous she was because she couldn't believe that I'm talking about, you know, the hospital tell, that, telling me to stand like I'm two years old. And we just had a casual conversation. I didn't come in hard. You know, I was just like, you know, isn't this something, everything with the COVID and blah, blah, blah. And she just, she was so uncomfortable. I'm telling you guys, we need to stand up and say, yes, the government has a role, but to tell us how to worship, where to worship. And when I have Christians debating with me that it's okay to close churches, I'm thinking, I know the Bible says we're two or more gathered, but I think about, I'm a black woman. And I'm thinking about growing up in the ghetto where there was a church on every corner and you have those big mamas at the church. They're 90, they're 80. And then somebody brings them in, they sit down in the back row and some people walk by and put their hands on their shoulders. Good to see you, big mama, good elder. And they just love them. They loving up on them and they can't have that now. They, do they have Zoom? Do they know how to go on Facebook Live to get, you don't get the same feel as when you're singing and the worship music and it's going. It's awesome. But the Democrats tell you that, nope, can't go to church. You're going to kill granny. You can go get pot. You can go get an abortion and you can buy liquor. My name is Stephanie Trussell. I got some calls on the line. Filling in for John Anthony, 312-642-5600. If you're watching on Facebook, yes, I'm rocking a lot. But go ahead and share the broadcast. And that's how you can do every Saturday when you tune in to Black and Right. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Stephanie Trussell in for John Anthony here on Black and Right. Every Saturday, live and local, taking phone calls. Well, it wouldn't be a show unless I had my favorite man-on-the-street reporter, Mark Wiremiller, on the line. Welcome to Black and Right. Hello, Stephanie. You're sounding great today, and I'm happy to be back as man-on-the-street with you. Awesome. So talk about, really quick, we got a short segment here. Oh, we got a few minutes. Talk about uh, what's going on. Mark would always tell me, when I lived in Arizona, he had my show in Chicago, he kept me informed as to what was going on in uh, the city, because he was going to all these events, city, or actually not just in the city, but in Chicagoland. So what's, talk about upcoming events. And I know Felicity called to talk about the big Trump rally here in Chicago. Can you believe it? A Trump rally within Chicago proper. I, that's crazy, because that's why we know this man won. I believe that Illinois is purple. But on Tuesday, uh, yeah, January 6th, on Wednesday, at, at the, you know about that one, big rally day? You know about that, Mark? Well, Wednesday, uh, a lot of people I know are going to Washington, D.C. Well, a lot Tuesday of people can't go. Right, right. But, no, but there's, there might have a million Trump supporters there. This Sunday, people are rallying in Schaumburg on Gulf and Beecham. If you want to come out from noon to three, there's just going to be a car rally and people standing on the corner. So that's another event in Schaumburg, Gulf and Meacham, about a block from Woodfield Mall. So that's if you want to come out and support the president, there's plenty of opportunity. But on there is the big rally. I'm surprised you don't have this in your notes, Mark. It's in front of Lakeview High School. It's a, between it's 9 a.m. to 3. Come when you can. And it's, this is a big rally because a lot of people can't go to D.C. on Wednesday. I just happen to check off flights. Don't worry, honey, you're listening. I'm not trying to plot uh, uh, you know, to go there. And um, the flights are just crazy. Or just a lot of people work and they can't go, but they want to do something. They want to show our support. They want to show these Democrats that, Trump won. And there are a lot of people, even in a deep blue state like Illinois, a lot of people that are supporting him. So go to, you know, go. the rally is uh, 
January 6th, I'm just reading it as I go along here, between 9 and 3 at Lakeview High School in Chicago. So you and I were at the rally to honor those that were killed by street violence in the year 2020 in Chicago. Yeah, so this is on New Year's Eve. We did it four years ago with mm-hmm. Father Flager, uh, about two or 300 of us. And, Je- and, we and Jesse the- Jackson that year, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that year we marched with crosses down Michigan Avenue. This year we had uh, flags with uh, the Chicago flag with bullet holes in it and blood dripping. So we were out there with about 200 people and to honor the 792 people murdered in Chicago, over 4,000 shot. And this is what Father Flanger said. He said, unfortunately, while we have in the depths of COVID-19, we have a virus of violence in Chicago and nothing's being done. And we're calling on uh, Lori Lightfoot to do something. She's had this stand down order on retail theft and looting. Yeah, she didn't show up. Right. She wasn't uh, at the march. Right. Uh No, she was not there. No aldermen were there. Uh, But it was it was a good group. And people were out there with uh, pictures of their people that were killed in Chicago this year. Like I said, 792 people killed in Chicago. So this is it's a tragic thing. And Chicago is under fire and no one's talking about it. It's really sad that uh, that it's become normal to wake up on Monday, turn on the radio. How many shot? How many killed? And when you think about the people that were shot, people, somebody was trying to kill them. They just didn't succeed at it. So the number could be a, they, be a whole lot higher if those people were better at shooting. And to see the pictures, to see the family members holding these beautiful faces and pictures, they're somebody's daughter. To us, they're number. They're number 790. But to these people, their sons, daughters, mothers uh, uh, that are no longer there, and they just want people to recognize and to remember them. And it's just really hard to, to be out there and, and not feel it taken in by uh, what's going on. Uh, in 2016, my phone died, and I was out there covering it as a journalist because I had a radio show. But when my phone died, I was forced to be a participant, and I picked up one of the crosses. They since that time, the gentleman that would make wooden crosses for every victim, he's passed away. So there were no crosses this year. So I picked up a cross and walked in the march. And was, this year was not as well attended, Mark, because remember in 2016, with so many people, they shut down Michigan Avenue. This time we, we had to just walk on the sidewalk in twos. And I would say, how many people would you say were there Saturday? About 300. One of the TV stations reported dozens of people. I don't, I don't know. Why I don't think it was that right many. I want to say about 125, but I know you're much better at, at guessing uh, crowd sizes than I am. Well, Mark, anything else to report? I want to get to a couple callers before we end this segment. It's always good to hear you. No, follow- but, uh, come out Sunday to golf and meet him if you want to support okay. the president. We'll Great. be out there noon to, uh, tomorrow, Sunday. So Great. thanks for having Thank- me on. My I'll pleasure, Mark. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow at the, at the event. Okay. I want to go to, to Barbara in Batavia. Thank you for holding. Hey Barb- Stephanie, hey. it's your biggest fan. Oh, How are you? Uh, great. So, you are you my mom? No, I'm teasing. My, I used to joke that only my mother would listen to me. Thank you, Barbara. I really <laughs> no, appreciate. You know, mm-hmm. we we had a great conversation at the um, Freedom Summit. I remember and you. I just wanted to bring up. Yeah, I, my daughter went to Bennett, and I was mm-hmm. asking you. We were talking of all all kinds of stuff over on the side there, but um, I wanted to mention to all of your listeners again that you were. You had Candace Owens on your show before anybody else did. Oh, that was number one. Thank you for remembering Back that. in the yeah. day, you mm-hmm. know, I've been, and, and I'm waiting, I, I'm waiting to hear uh, your syndicated talk show, which I know is going to happen oh, at some point in your life. You're too it's, kind. It's meant to be. I, have met, I met some great too, fans at the, I just want to say thank you. We had a great conversation. Oh, and have you sold your house yet? I know you're trying to get out of here. We did. Oh, We yay. did. And we're moving in three weeks. I'm jealous. We're three weeks to Florida. 
Take so me home. <laughs> it took a year and a half. That's but, all. Yeah, we sold our home. Yay, and um, and I wanted to also point out that um, no one got COVID at the Freedom Summit. You know. And Candace Owens didn't get. She was she pregnant. She didn't get COVID. And she, she took selfies she with us. pregnant. Did, weren't you no afraid that she was going to be behind a glass box before she got there? She, she's pregnant. It's COVID. No, no way we're going to get to touch her. I have a great selfie with her. Oh, I'm so happy, Barbara. Hope you follow me on social media. We'll keep in touch. And I'm jealous. Can you? Can I store away in your trunk and move and flee Illinois with you? But I got to wait till Reagan finishes high school. Thank you very much for calling in. Hey, guys, this is so much fun. Stephanie Trussell in for John Anthony. That music means it's time for a quick little break. If you're watching on Facebook, share the broadcast. It's always a pleasure to talk live and local here in Chicago. Every Saturday, you need to be listening to John Anthony Black and Right. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Stephanie Trussell in for John Anthony. Thank you very much, John. Thank you, Pete. I, at this last segment, I always just get caught up with trying to say everything I wanted to say, and then I drive home and think, you didn't say whatever. You guys were phenomenal, M- making me feel relaxed. I was so nervous, and um, it's just a pleasure. And if you're wondering what I was up to, I a black uh, again, black conservative female on Tuesdays on Facebook until they kick me off. And um, I got to fill in a couple times, two no, two. Uh, shows in November with Carol Ann Paresi, my, my hero, on Eyes Right Open. And it was just an opportunity for two weeks in a row. It was a lot of fun. So I hope you listen to them as well on Saturdays. I got to tell you Whole Foods. I got four minutes. I can tell you this. Whole Foods, I like to call them a whole lie. When I used to work downtown up until last year, I would go to a particular Whole Foods right by my job. And I, very, very bad planning on my side part. I should have packed a lunch. I should have done all that, but I didn't. So I can go in there and get a yummy slice of pizza for like three bucks. Really big, hot, yummy. They've got sushi. They've got a lot of things at Whole Foods. And so one Saturday I'm in there and the cashier's name tag read, she was obviously a woman, but she had a beard and her hair was cut like a man. I mean, she was a woman. And so her name tag read, my preferred pronouns are it, them, him and, you know, whatever. So I'm just thinking, you know, just ring up my overpriced strawberries. I don't need to know your history. And so that's when I stopped going because, you know, if I were to complain about that cashier, I wouldn't say him, them, ship. I would just say, hey, manager, cashier number three or Mary or whatever her name is. I don't need this social trying to reprogram me into what whatever. So that's science, right? So Saturday on my way back to my car after the rally, I stopped into Whole Foods to go potty. I asked the security guy, happened to be a black man. Hello, sir. I had my winter scarf up against my face. And I said, hi, where's the bathroom? A little woman in a green apron interrupts me and says, ma'am, you need a mask. I said, oh, I'm using my scarf. Thank you. I'm going to go get you one. So I, I just walked away and went to the bathroom. I'm walking out of the bathroom. Do you know they sent the security guard after me? And at this point, I'm not wearing my mask because I'm just walking right to my car. And this is a deserted cafe area. Nobody's around. And I said, sir, I'm leaving. So I I, want to get all social justice like the Democrats do. They sent a black man to chase a black woman out of the store. So this is my point. Having on a mask to them is science. But having a woman standing there telling me that she's a man. If 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 you were really a man, you wouldn't need to tell me what pronoun to use because you're some transitioning stage. And I pray for people like that. I do. Because, I mean, it's just it's. It's so different. Homosexuality is one thing, but people that feel they're born in the wrong body, that's a whole different bag that you deal with, mental illness or whatever. And I'm not judging anybody. I'm a Christian. And, and and we know, we read the Bible, and that's what I don't like about the Democrat Party. They call my God a liar. They say that life doesn't begin at conception. They say that there's more than two sexes, and we know that's not true. So Whole Foods, whole lie. 
wear a mask. That's science. A woman is a man and a man is a woman. I don't know. Just ring up the strawberries, ring up the overpriced cashews and just let me get in and out of there. Well, I feel bad. Craig has been holding. I I think Craig can do this in about a minute. Hi, Craig from Whiting, Indiana, where you live in freedom. Yeah, so far. Hey, Stephanie, thank you for taking my call. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Hey, my quick question real quick. Actually, I got two that I didn't give to the screener. Number one. Okay, we lose the Senate seats in Georgia, mm-hmm. and by chance, Biden pulls his, pulls his election off. Okay, people yeah. always say, well, two more years. Well, two Mm-mm. more years, we're, we're done. Yep, we're it. just that's all it's supposed take. to sit back right. and accept socialism. We're I mean, circling in the drain right now. Two more years of them just having complete po- power. And we know in Illinois, my husband reminded me, you know all of our taxes are going up, guys. You know, they're going to, they tank their, their economies, and then they're going to go to the federal government and beg for a bailout. They'll get the bailout and still overtax us. Driver's license and everything else is going up, and our freedoms are being taken away from us. Yes. And then, real quick, do you think Mike Pence, is going to do what he's supposed to do according to the Constitution. And you think he's going to do that on January 6th? Mike Pence, if nothing else, he's consistent. We know who he is. He was, a, you know, a governed right in the state next to us. And I used to think, please let him annex us into Indiana. I love Mike Pence. I trust him. He's a Christian. He's a man of his faith. We have to pray. We got to let Donald J. Trump and everybody else, Donald and Mike Pence, that we love them and we got them. Thank you, Pete. Amen. Thank you, John Amen. Anthony. Thank you for calling in, Craig. It was such a pleasure. Follow me on Facebook, The Stephanie Trussell Show. I hope you guys have a blessed new year.